Hello, my gorgeous human beings. I hope that you're having a wonderful day. And remember to breathe and relax. I understand that things may or may not be working out for you. Regardless, uh, let's send good vibes to one another. Let's remind ourselves that all of us are doing everything in our power to get through this game called life. In this episode, I had the opportunity to talk to Rebecca Eichen from shadowdance.com. You guys, you will hear this episode where she breaks down my star chart and she nails everything about me, which I thought was fascinating. It's really interesting when you um, see where you messed up on certain things and especially like with me where I talked about I talked about my, like my frustrations I talked about my irrita irritations and things that uh, get to me and she um she understands me at the fact that Rebecca and I are pretty similar in many ways um so I'm gonna give you guys a little bit information about her um Rebecca Igen she is an astrologer for 25 plus years she specializes in relationships from everyday decisions to critical life-altering moments, um, Rebecca shares with you her practical wisdom and guidance for your life's journey in becoming who you are meant to be. Um, she uses Jungian psychology. She guides you to see the potential that hides in your hidden, hidden self uh, using uh, your, well, basically your shadow. Um, and in this episode, we did talk, we got into detail about what the shadow is. Um, so sign up for her uh, shadow dance webinar or, and have a private consultation. And remember, when you go to her website, which is shadowdance.com, again, that is shadowdance.com. And like I said, I'm going to link the information down below. Um, make sure to um, tell her that I sent you uh, to receive a consultation. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. And remember, as always, guys, stay far out. Bye. Far Out Wisdom Podcast, and I hope that everybody's having a wonderful day. Um, I just woke up not too long ago. I'm having my cup of joe, and uh, I'm with Rebecca from Shadow Dance, and we're going to be having a lot of, um, we're going to dive deep into astrology, uh, and uh, that's what she does. And Rebecca, welcome to the Foul Universe, and if you could introduce yourself and tell us what you do, and you know, you don't have to get into like details or anything like that. Okay. Well, hi, my name is Rebecca Eigen and I live in Houston and I've been doing astrology and studying Jung for 30 years or more. Um, I work with the seventh house. So my goal with my work is to help people own their shadow in order to have a better relationship 
Because mm-hmm. when, when we can know what planets and signs are ruling our seventh house and work with the energy and understand the shadow concept fully, then we can have a great relationship with really anyone. Right, right. So um, <clears throat> on this, uh, on your website, I, I, you uh, posted a very awesome quote by Carl Jung. So I'm going to read it. It says, I should like to emphasize that the integration of the shadow or the realization of the personal unconscious marks the first stage in the analytic process. And that without it is without it, a recognition of the anima and the animus is impossible. The shadow can be realized only through a relation to a partner and the anima animus only through a partner of the opposite sex, because only in such relation do their projection becomes operative. So could you break down what Carl Jung by what he means by the shadow, if you can kind of yeah. to explain to the audience what it is? Yes. Well, there's uh, the shadow is everything about us that is unconscious, denied, repressed. Uh, un- it's completely unconscious. Therefore, we don't know about it. It's not our negative qualities. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm rude sometimes. Well, we know that. That's not shadow. Shadow is completely unconscious. Therefore, we deny it. We are not like that. You are, you know, or or we will get married to somebody and we will say, uh, my husband has a horrible temper and totally deny that we have a temper. But if you're around that person for a little while, you see that they're just as angry all the time. And so they're projecting it. So projection is how we do this. We project parts of ourselves that are unknown onto other people. Right, right. And that's uh, my problem. <laughs> it's that um, All I, I, I know majority of us has proper. We're not uh, perfect. Um, and uh, to act like we are perfect, it's, it's, it's going to make everything worse around us. So with, with my issue is that um, uh, that a lot of you know, I talk about this with Isaac is that um, a lot of my, my my anger comes out. And of course, I know the, the audience are kind of tired of me talking about, but it's my way of of opening myself to the world because um, I have uh, I'm looking at my issues right now. Like I have issues with communication. I have issues with my anger. I get annoyed easily. I get irritated easily. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not assertive enough. And I think I come across as somebody who's like a douchebag. And so like I, I can't. Um, I think I, w- I, I was recommended to integrate my shadow. Uh, is it your shadow like your bad side to yourself or is it just like your um, something within yourself like unconsciously wants to come out? If, if that's the case, it's that with me. Okay, so maybe yeah. the shadow side of your anger is your weakness. Right. Your gullibility your sensitivity to others instead of your anger or your aggressiveness or your assertiveness. And uh, forgive me, but I have your chart open. Do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause when you started with anger, I went, okay, I'll open the chart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mars, which is the function in all women and men is our ability to assert ourselves. It's how we go after what we want. It is our how we take action and it's how we get angry. It is our how we have boundaries, how we say, no, that's not right. You can't do that to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's exactly 180 degrees opposite your moon. And it's mm. your, your, your Mars is in Aries, which is the strongest Mars that you can possibly have for a woman. Mm-hmm. And Aries rules Mars. So it is a very strong Mars. And then the moon 
is in Libra. Libra is very accommodating, acquiescing, wants to be fair. Libra wants companionship, wants partnership, wants to do things together. And Mars wants to be independent, wants to be autonomous, wants to go their own way. So you are constantly on a seesaw or or a teeter-totter between the part of you that seeks autonomy and independence and the part of you that wants togetherness and connection. And the part of you that wants connection and the part of you that, you know, wants to be alone and wants to do their own thing and doesn't want anybody telling you what to do um, needs to dance with the part of you that really does want connection, that wants partnership, that likes having people around. And that really is a very accommodating and fair person. Uh, You know, for me, if I were to be with you, I would say, Boone, are you being fair? And immediately your anger would dissipate. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I feel like um, in my life, um, I don't know if Rebecca knows who Deadpool is. He's a character (laughs) that is a Marvel character for the comic books. And he always, um, I always compare myself to this particular character because he wants to do the right thing, but he always messes up in the process. And that's the same with me. Like I'm, I'm constantly dancing with both sides. Like I want to be fair but I want to be assertive. I want to pretty much express my emotion, but I always come up very aggressive in the process. And this is where a lot of people accuse me of being mean and very direct and honest. And that's my issue that I have been having since forever. And I never really understand that until you pretty much broke it down with the, my, my chart. And if you guys want to um, uh, your chart to be read, um, I'm going to link her information down below. You you pretty much just send your email, uh, your birth date when you were born, and she will, you know, put your chart for you. So pr- pretty much what you explain is how I personally feel. Like I, I I just I like at the same time I'm I'm feminine, but at the same time I'm very masculine. So it's like the yin and yang within me is just like constantly um, is at war, if that makes sense. And uh, I never really understood it or what's going on within myself. Um, I, my sister was always, my sister always recommended that, um, you know, to meditate if you get angry. And then if you want to play fair, like I feel bad too, like really easily. Does that make sense? I think it's like my Libra side. Well, I feel bad if I say something very mean or I'm a very aggressive and I'm like, I feel bad. But at the same time, I'm like, screw it. You have have a very soft Venus as well. Your Venus Mm -hmm. is in Cancer, which is a very mothering influence. Yeah. So and, there, so Venus, you know, what's home and family and connection and sensitivity to others. And you're very compassionate. Mm-hmm. You're extremely compassionate, but you're very analytical and critical. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I don't like about myself. And I, this is where um, I have an not, issue. With that's it. Yeah. not shadow. Yeah. That is absolutely not shadow. Shadow is like opposites. So mm-hmm. whatever you identify with very strongly, the exact opposite is going to be in your unconscious building up to the same degree. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is bring the unconscious to consciousness so that we can balance in some, you know, in a relationship, the way I did it with my partner, because I have a moon Mars conjunction Mm -hmm. and my uh, previous business partner had a square between her moon and Mars. So we knew because we were both studying astrology at the time, we knew that we had an issue with authority (laughs) who's going to be the boss? So what I sat, I sat her down and I said, you're holding back and you're not expressing your anger, but you're doing it covertly all over the place, which makes me even more angry. Right. 
So she was being passive aggressive and I could, and I started studying what that meant. I did it on my YouTube channel. There's a, a video on pass, passive aggressive behavior. Right. Uh, but what we ended up doing was this, you know, sometimes we're going to do it your way. And sometimes we're going to do it my way and we're going to compromise and we're going to take turns and we're going to do it consciously. That means that sometimes I have to allow for you to take over Mm. and for your input to be more important than my input because we were business partners. And so we had to learn to negotiate and compromise. And you know what? In a year, all of the friction was gone. It It took us a year. But the year we spent really looking at each other and really going, you know, astrology really helps. Yeah. We really, really help. It helped us to identify all the different characters inside us because nobody is just one way. Right. We all have all these different people inside us. We're like a <laughs> traveling roadshow people. And, and yeah. you might be one way with one person and then be with another person and, and another part of you comes out. Yeah, it's like a circus within us. <laughs> we have to accept that. Um, so, Rebecca, what got you into astrology? astrology? I mean, you've been doing this for 30 years. Um, so I'm 32. Well, I'm so <laughs> I'm a baby in comparison <laughs> to you. Um, but you look good, by the way, for 68. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. I have I'm a lot of Lib- I have a lot of Libras and I have Leo rising. So I'm very uh, conscious of my looks. And I take care of my body. I mean, I go walking and I make sure I eat healthy, et cetera, because I'm very self-conscious about my my body. And I, I, think, and, I'm, yeah. and I also want to be healthy in my old age. And so of all my family, I have never had any illnesses, knock on wood, ever. Mm. And all of my siblings have. And it's because they go from being overweight to not, you know, whatever. Anyway, that's not the question. The question is, how did I I get into astrology? John Gray says women talk in semicolons. And we do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because one thought goes to another thought to another thought. Mm -hmm. But the original question, uh, when I was 30, I fell madly in love with a printer. And I'm a graphic artist. And he walked in the door and it was love at first sight. I mean, it was like, it became an obsession with me and I was married and I had only been married two years mm-hmm. and, um, I wanted to work with him. So I made sure that he got the job that we were doing and then we started working together and he was married and he asked me to work with his wife. And I did, I, I trained her cause she was a budding graphic artist. And so I spent time training her just so I could be his friend, just so mm-hmm. I could be around him. And anyway, she, they broke up and we started having an affair and, but we weren't having sex. We were having a mental affair because he was Aquarius, Aquarius. And I have Aquarius on the marriage house cusp as do you. Mm-hmm. And so Aquarius requires a mental communication and stimulation. You cannot be partners with somebody who won't talk to you. Right, uh, It's impossible. And so um, because he would talk to me and talk to me and my husband was so introverted. He was like the total opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, I left him for, for this guy and mm-hmm. he broke up with me right after that and went back to his wife mm-hmm. and it was devastating. It was devastating to me. But what was really interesting is I, I went back to my husband 
And I was there for another year, but in a separate room until I could sp- get enough money to get my own place because the girl I had moved in with smoked and I can't stand cigarettes. So <laughs> um, I lived in my spare bedroom for a year and then the guy started coming back around. He st- and he started coming back and bringing me work to my house. And I had gotten pregnant and had a baby. So now my child was an infant. And this guy kept coming around, coming around, wanting to be near me. And it started all over again. So mm-hmm. I left my husband and he did it again. He dumped me again. Now right. I've left my husband and I have a one-year-old. So can you imagine how I felt? So some one day somebody said, have you ever had an astrology reading? And I said, no, but I've always been very curious about astrology because I am a Libra and Libras rule art and psychology and I am an artist and I'm very interested in psychology and I'm always bringing people and ideas together. That's Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of being Libra is like bringing people together with ideas and socialization. So anyway, I go see this man and he was in his late sixties, maybe early seventies at the time he had built the unity pyramid here, here in Houston for unity church of Christianity. And he told me that I was involved in a very complicated love affair where there were no easy answers. And I was trying to save this person who was being abused by his partner. And I thought I could save him. My mouth fell open. How on earth could he know that? And he Mm -hmm. detailed different parts of my personality and my chart that were not Libra, you know, that I didn't, you know, I knew, but I didn't know how to put my name on it. I mean, I didn't know he validated who I was. And so I left there that day and I determined I'm going to learn how to do this. Right. And I, I've always been a journal writer and I kept journals and I still have that cassette. I turned it into an MP3 and the exact dates and times that this guy would come back into my life. The planet Pluto, which rules obsessions and compulsiveness, etc., was going back and forth, back and forth over my Venus. So I'm like, so I went back to him again and I'm like, are we fated? Do we have free will? What is this? And he said, our character is fated. We are who we are. We, we are part of the entire cosmos. It, astrology comes from alchemy, which had the worldview that the entire cosmos was connected and that it's one unified organism. Right. It's not separate. We are not separate from the plants or the animals or the trees. I mean, have you ever had an experience where you are walking and you see a turtle and you know in your mind that you need to slow down, that Mm -hmm. something is going on with you and you see a turtle? These things happen to me all the time now because I'm very into symbolism and synchronicities. So when you start to do live and have this worldview or help your worldview along to where you recognize we are part of the universe. Mm-hmm. Who we are is that moment in time. That's exactly. who we came that's who we came here to be and we're all unique. We are all different. So accepting our humanity, accepting our uh, flaws, etc is a lifelong process because the reason the shadow is built or the reason the shadow has come into our consciousness and takes over us, it's because we were denied these parts of us that we were denigrated when we were young. Mm -hmm. 
And we may, for you, for instance, your Mars being an Aries, being very strong, you always thought of yourself as a strong woman. You're a Leo. It's a masculine sign. Mm-hmm. Leo, Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius, Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini, we're the masculine-oriented signs. Mm-hmm. The water signs and the earth signs are the feminine signs. But when I talk about masculine and feminine, I'm not talking about gender. Mm-hmm. Gender is male and female. principles, principles in the psyche are masculine and feminine. So when you come in, as you did with a very strong Mars and a sun and Leo in the first house and Leo rising, you're very dominating, right? You can't help it. (laughs) Yeah, That's, that's that's who you are. And you have to love that about you. We have to learn to love every part of us. So like, how do I control like, like the thing that a lot of people tell me is that um, it's control. Being dominant is controlling. And that's a very negative adjective to describe a personality trait, um, being controlling. Um, I've always been a, like, I, I, like at the same time, every time, like I'm in a very dominant position, um, I have been a, su- a supervisor many times, but when I see injustice and I, I, I know that word, you know, that's brings, Libra. <laughs> yeah. When I see injustice, I don't like it. Um, but at the same time, my dominant behavior is like, you know, I have to make the decision. I have to lay off workers. I have to do this. Even though even though I know that is going to destroy lives, right? And, and I think that you said it's my cancer side. It's my compassionate side. So, like, I'm stuck in between that war, that civil war within myself. And I never really get it. I never really understand it. I, I don't know what to do. So, I, I, I cope by you know concealing myself my my aspect of myself if that makes sense like I, I don't want to admit that I like to be dominant I don't like to admit that I, I like to be assertive and, and and aggressive um and so that that um lead me to you know choose you know careers and stuff that I like to be um by myself yeah. because I, yeah I, I like to be by myself majority of the time I'm, I'm an introvert but at the same time same time i'm an extrovert because every time like i make my appearance um i have a very powerful you know personality and so a lot of people can't handle it um but i never really get it i don't you know it's like i'm a nice 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 person you'll soften as you get older and you will soften when you understand some of the different parts of yourself that contribute to your self-denigration Um, Mm -hmm. your Mercury is in Virgo. You're very analytical. You're very detail oriented. You're very perfectionist oriented. And part of your path is what we call the North node. And the North node is in Pisces and Pisces is about, uh, accepting a little bit of chaos around you. Mm -hmm. It's about going with the flow. It's about not being in control of everything. And the more you embrace your north node the softer you'll become and then the feminine aspects of you which are there they are Mm -hmm. there i mean if i sat and did a whole consultation with you you would see all the different parts and where they actually live in your in your life in your psyche but that that has nothing to do with shadow but that has to do with self-awareness and Mm -hmm. self and self-knowledge Mm-hmm. And I and I think self-knowledge is everything because then you can bring that part of you out more consciously because you know about it. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. let's go back to the opposites of, of anger. And right. um, what is the opposite? The opposite would be feeling helpless, feeling weak, feeling depotentiated. That's the opposite. So, so feeling that you have to assert and you have to use a sword is the fear that if I don't use the sword, they will not respect me. They will mm-hmm. not listen to me. I will not get my way. And the opposite is going to be in your shadow. So you're going to draw people over and over and over that you are repulsed by that mm-hmm. are the opposite of you. That's shadow. So our shadow is the opposite, opposite of, of what ourselves. we identify with. Very interesting. So uh, the um, to to move forward, uh, you did wrote our gold. Uh, and w- guys, I'm reading, I'm talking to the audience. Um, I'm reading from her, her website, which like I said, I, I will link down below. So she has a, it's, it's called our gold. Um, it says we are, we all have both masculine and feminine sides, yin and yang, anima and animus, king and queen, sun and moon. Recognizing our total self as we integrate our shadow is a lifelong retrieval process, but your astrology can show you how. The alchemists called this our prima materia, and it was also our goal. It's about balancing the opposites within us, knowing that we're all like this, and we also like this, and we need that part. So can you define what is your total self? Um, And and of course, you talk about the shadow. um, And then what is the uh, prime materia? What does that mean? Prima materia is what the alchemists called the shadow. Mm -hmm. It is the dung heap. It is the, the base part of us. It's the parts we're ashamed of. The parts that we uh, deny that we would ever be like that. We would never be like that. We we see those things in other people and we would be completely repulsed by. We actually need those parts mm-hmm. because ba- when we look at the shadow, the base parts of us from a different perspective, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example that happened in my own marriage. My husband was extremely cheap. Right. I mean, that was what I considered it to be, cheap. And I was the exact opposite. And the more cheap he got, the more extravagant I got. And if I wanted a purse, I might as well buy three and a dress because Mm -hmm. I was going to get in trouble anyway. So we had this revolving circle around these opposites. And when I left him, guess what I had to do? I had to grow up. I had to save money. I had to buy a house. I had to buy a car. I had to do everything he was doing for both of us, but I could only denigrate it in him. Therefore, I couldn't access it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I had to do it that I could recognize and, and then appreciate what he actually brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And so most people get married to their opposites. They marry somebody who's the opposite, and then they try and try and try to get that person to change. Well, both people need to change. And mm-hmm. my my work with couples and with individuals, because you don't have to be married to do this work. You can do it. You have to do it, whether you're with friends or bosses or coworkers or children even. 
that when you start to see your opposites and integrate your opposites, that is the self. That is the self-organizing principle in the psyche. The self wants us to unite all of these disappear these parts of us that have been repressed or rejected from consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that's why he says it's a lifelong retrieval process. This isn't something anyone does overnight. I've been doing it 30 years and I even saw another shadow piece a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like, missing wow. puzzle. <laughs> like, wow, you know, but, but the way the psyche will help you is it, it's, things will repeat. They repeat. And so now when something repeats, I go, Oh, what does the universe want from me now? What does this mean? Instead mm -hmm. of, I'm a victim, they did this to me, look what they said about me, I don't think like that anymore. Right. But, but you see how it softens me? It softens you because you recognize that you are not alone in the psyche. The self is with you all the time. And you can call that the force, the self, the universe, God, whatever. You can call it whatever you want. But you're not, we're not alone. We right. have this, we have this inside of us. It is our totality and our essence. And the shadow is also part of the self. The shadow, we can't, we can't reject our shadow. We have to embrace our shadow. And then the anima and animus are the male and female contrasexual images in the psyche. And every man has a woman inside of him and every woman has a man inside of her. And those are the people that we're going to be attracted to like a bug to the light. <laughs> yeah. And those people are mirroring to us a part of us we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. See, the whole, the whole lifetime is about being mirrored and finding those parts and bringing them back. And the more you bring them back, then you can live your life appropriately. When you need to be your masculine side, you will do it. And you will do it with a strong voice. But you don't have to cut people's heads off. <laughs> I'd rather like put people in jail, like off with your head. And that's that's my personality, personality that I feel. So I, I don't want to, a lot of people are like, oh, we just knew you were a Leo just by your personality. But I'm, but <clears throat> being a Leo, um, I also, I'm like, like you said, I'm mixed a little bit of a Libra, but um that's why I said we're a lot alive. <laughs> I, have, I have Leo rising. Uh -huh. I have five planets in Libra. My Leo is in the first house, like you. I have Aquarius mm -hmm. ruling the seventh. So the so Uranus, the planet Uranus, rules our marriage house. Mm -hmm. It's an aspect to Neptune, which is your you do too. It's an aspect to Uranus, which you do too. Almost <laughs> like there were so many things, but I had a very strong Mars. Mars aspects everything in my chart, and I felt exactly like you. Yeah. When I was young. When I was young, I, I felt the same way. I'd leave people bleeding. <laughs> You're like, I, I, then I'm, I'm the same. Wait, with, my words, mom <laughs> with words. I mean, I could leave people bleeding, and then my, my Libra would cringe. Like, what did you do? <laughs> and ex that's what exactly. Why are you like that? <laughs> And, and then I, I have to then I beat myself up. But you know what? It You have to learn to love that part of you. But you'll never love all of you until you love your shadow. Right. Gonna, I have a webinar right now and it's got six modules. 
And right now, I, the reason I created the webinar is when I'm doing a consultation with somebody, it is almost impossible to give them as much information as I can in a consultation. And I charge $250 because I right. spend an hour with researching that person and then an hour with them. Right. And they get, I give them that and I give them a little bit of all of this. And it's my, one of my clients said, oh my God, that was just overwhelming. And she said, break it down into seven consultations. Well, not everybody can afford that. Right. Some people can, and they can pay me for the seven consultations, but some people can't. And so I created the webinar so more people could have access to me and what I've learned about relationships and the masculine and feminine and the psyche and our mother and father complexes. And so the, the, the webinar has like six modules and you go through what is the shadow? How did this happen to me? Why did I learn about the shadow? Uh, where do we see our shadow? all the different ways we can see our shadow because there's lots of ways. And then the third part of it is our mother and father complexes and our anima and animus. And then the fourth module is uh, falling in love. What is that about? What does it mean for both people? The anima and the animus are very involved with this and the shadow and the seventh house in astrology. And then the, the fifth module is, okay, what planets and signs are in your seventh house? Those you're going to have to learn to share in an equal way with another person because it's your energy and like attracts like. You mm -hmm. cannot attract anybody who isn't your same energy, even if these are unconscious parts of you that you don't know about yet. Right. right. And then the sixth module is what Jung called ego development and individuation coming to love and know our whole self and knowing that who we are is okay and all the parts of us, the self, is trying to get us to love ourselves. Yeah. All the we're, parts. We're constantly parts. doing it. <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful. So that, so that whole thing is six modules. It's a one-time fee. You can do it this year, you can do it again next year. You can do it if you meet another guy and you want to do it again and you want to go through it with him. It's $50 right now for the entire month of December for all six modules. And after that, it'll be $99 a person. And I felt like if I did it like that, then people don't have to come have a $250 reading with me. They can do the work. And then at the very end, if they want a, one consultation or they want to uh, understand some of the things that they learned in that, that's different than me having to spend seven hours with them. Right. So, right. and I'm that's giving, a good deal, guys. That's a really good deal. And um, like I said, I will link all her information down below so you guys can learn about yourself. So you don't have to go on Tinder and, you know, swipe left or right. You can just have your astrology, your chart, and just follow that. Um, and I it, it, like a lot of people come to you for a relationship. Um, relationship is a very complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. Um, and coming from a person myself, I finally found somebody that was, you know, Jeremy is the total opposite of me. Very calm, very peaceful. He doesn't. Um, uh, he, the, the reason why we have been together for quite some time is because we know each other for like 12 years before we even started dating. We know we're, we're the same age. Um, and he is a Taurus. So he's very calm, Rock collective. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
he's very calm collective he doesn't you know he likes to be his own he likes his own space just like me i like my own space a lot i like my own little um domain my little my own little uh, kingdom uh and we're moving to nevada and uh he was like you know i'm just gonna build you this little tiny studio where you could just do whatever you want to do uh, i'm just gonna leave you alone so he he understands that boundary of myself and so when we're talking about relationship you can go to rebecca for that as well um she talks about the shadow dance um in relationship with each other and, and like like she said it's it's like a dance between not only relationship but yourself as well so but do you see how why you were drawn to him he's mm-hmm. all of the parts of you that you have yet to become mm-hmm. and vice versa he probably needs to learn to stand up for himself in certain place yeah he acts like he is, he does, but he doesn't. <laughs> he takes, you know, he takes a lot of crap from people. Um, it's not that he wa- he's getting bullied. Um, of course, when there's, you know, when people step over the line, he's just going to raise his hand and say, that's enough. But majority of the time, he just let things go. He just go with the flow. And that's, like, and that's very Piscean, which is your North Node. So it's yeah. something that you're needing to develop. And I guarantee you, if I looked at his chart, he's having to develop some of what you are. <laughs> he does. And that's why people get together because they are complementary opposites. But in time, in time, you will see you will become more like him and he will become more like you if all goes well. Yeah. That's and, the trick. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's just that's how um, I, I, I talked about it when we were um, scheduling this. Uh, con- uh, this uh, this podcast episode. Um, I had deja vu. Um, I was at it. I was in my 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 brother in law's uh, little trailer. We were just having dinner, um, and Rebecca called me, and we were just talking on the phone for a little bit. And I just had deja vu. I was like, "Am I meant to talk to Rebecca?" <laughs> because I had this question in my head um, not too long ago, and it made me think. You know, why am I like this? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? You know, I feel like everybody's pulling me everywhere. People want my attention. People want to be my friend. People want to, um, they enjoy my chaos, if that makes sense. People enjoy my company, but at the same time, I do have issues making a uh, long time friendship. But when I do, it's for life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, learning about this, when you told me uh, about my chart, I, of course, I couldn't read it. Um, I'm going to link my personal chart, guys in the blog down below and you guys can see what i'm trying to say i'm looking at the chart and i'm like i really don't understand this at all and then i sent it to my sister so um rebecca if you don't know this my sister is mm-hmm. also libra and she has leo leo rising leo no Ra- not leo rising Leo. i think her moon is a leo I, i'm not really sure i forgot but she's like the same as like we're like identical as well, well. the interesting thing too is that our parents are in us and um, that's one of the mod- and parts of the modules about our mother and father. When you look at the chart of the family, I, you know, I wrote a book about this and I talk about how in my family, there are six children, but every one of us has Leo and Scorpio. Every mm-hmm. one of us, because my mother was a Scorpio, a double Scorpio, and my father was a Leo and he was very, very dominant And she was the opposite, but she had Jupiter and Neptune in Leo in the marriage house. So he was being all those parts of her she refused to be because she wanted to be the one that was thought highly of. And he was uh, awful. Well, guess what? As soon as he died, 
she became her Leo self. It was fabulous. It was mm-hmm. fabulous to see her want to be the center of attention and do the things that he would do that he overdid because he was doing it for both of them. So mm-hmm. when you know your energy, you can share it instead of one person's in one extreme and the other person's the other extreme. Right. It's really cool. <laughs> it really is. And um, <clears throat> the the whole aspect of this, thing, of this thing, a lot of people are, what do you say to the critics who disregard astrology and say, oh, it's just, you know, not science. It's not backed. What do you say to those critics? I, you know, I really don't try to convince anybody about astrology. They either intuitively see that it is it is important and that it's psychology, uh, or they don't. You know, it's it, Carl Jung, who is the most famous psychiatrist. You know, that was he used it. It's in every book that he wrote, and yet they will not. They did not forever ex- accept the astrology at the Jung Center here in Houston except for that when I wrote my book, um, the librarian, she put it out on display. Mm. She literally put it out on display and it's called The Shadow Dance and the Astrological Seventh House. And I asked her why. And she said, because your book is a good introduction to Jung. And it, you know, Jung talks about astrology throughout his work. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's becoming more and more and more um, accepted in psychological circles. But unless people study it, they can't, you know, they will not know that it's real. Some people are absolutely not open to it. Uh, Isaac wasn't. He was not open to it at all. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You know, he's really, he's gone off into other tangents and he's very into all these different other things. And that's good. You know, he can... You can come. You can come back to it later, you know, uh, or never. I don't care. I just, <laughs> I just know that it has to. It, that it is a, a wonderful tool for self knowledge. Right. It's just one tool, but it is a tool for self knowledge like no other because because it is like looking at the blueprint of your psyche. Mm-hmm. It is, mm-hmm. and Most definitely, when, and when people. St- understand alchemy. And I think the next, uh, the next webinar that I'm going to create, cause I'm going to start working on a new one is going to be on alchemy. And that'll be another, uh, webinar about how alchemy, the alchemists knew about this worldview that we were all connected, that we were connected to the cosmos. They had to go underground because of the Catholic inquisition. Mm-hmm. So the numerologists and the palmists and the astrologers and the people who are doing all of these other uh, ways of looking at, at yourself, they were closer to the earth. They were they were more involved with that the animals and the plants and the trees and the earth is important. It was it was animistic. It was a, the worldview was that we were all part of each other and everything was connected. Right now, our worldview is very patriarchal, mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're needing to bring the feminine in. The feminine is what will help balance us, and it isn't, again, it's not about gender. A man can have a feminine inside of him. A woman has a masculine inside of her. We need to balance our feminine and our masculine, and that feminine energy has to come in to help us get into balance. Right. Right. With this patriarchal world that we are in, especially the United States, I mean, mm-hmm. God, 
that's not, it's not the same in other countries. Talk to people in other countries, France, the Norwegians, the the Australians. I mean, I just had a conversation with a guy I met on Isaac's uh, podcast and he Mm -hmm. was, and he was uh, from another country as well. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the country. All of a sudden, it slipped my mind. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that happens to you when you get 68. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also the thing that happened to you when you have a baby, too. There's a thing called mommy brain. We have mommy brain. And that's what happens. Like, we're in the middle of a conversation. You're like, okay, why am I in this room again? <laughs> and it happens. But I totally understand. I think, I think, um, uh, is he from the U.K.? No, no, no. no, his his name is Goncalo Karkstana. Ah, uh, yes, from- I know who you're talking oh, about. I've got where he's from. He, okay, where is he? He's from... Uh, I think he's from South America. South if- America, but which... Gosh, why can't I remember? That's crazy. <laughs> so, oh. Somewhere around there. Is it, oh, oh, it, oh, it, oh I, I have this chart. Hold on, I have this chart. <laughs> Goncalo, let's see. It's so fascinating, guys. I, it, you guys totally should have your reading done, even though you don't believe it. Even though you guys think it's silly, uh, it's it's really interesting. And she nails it, uh, my personality trait, where I'm just like, I'm just circling around circle, just like, I don't know if I should be very direct or should I just be nice? Or, <laughs> um, but You're going to yeah. have to integrate both sides in a flow. You know, you're going to have <laughs> exactly. to eventually see that you need all of you. And, you, you know, you need all of yourself. And when you start to recognize all the different parts – then you'll be more appropriate with it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's appropriate to take a stand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's appropriate to have uh, stop signs and roadblocks and say no. We need rules. We need we need our strength, but we also need our feminine en- energy. We need to be receptive and mm-hmm. receive. Learn to receive as well as to give. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's gonna. You'll see. You'll change over time and. I love being older because I remember just being so lost when I had my, when I went and had my first consultation and he, he knew so much about me and it's taken years. I'm not kidding. Years and years and years and years of working on myself and continuing to, to study psychology and, and astrology and Jungian psychology. And I study a lot of books on relationships. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of different authors have written great books on relationships uh, Harville Hendricks wrote one, uh, keeping the love you want, getting the love you, keeping the love you find or getting the love you want. And he uses the word imago. I guess it's a, it's a easier word to use, but it's the, it's exactly the same thing as shadow. <laughs> right. He just so, uses a different word, you know, yeah. same exact thing, but I use shadow because I really respect Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just do. I'll never forget when I first started reading Jung and I was reading, I was living in my other house. I was in my early 40s and I was uh, reading Memories, Dreams and Reflections, which is his autobiography. And he talks about how there are people inside us we don't know. And I had just had an experience and I went, who inside me said that? That's not what I meant to say. Why did I say that? And when I read his book and he explained that, I was like, wow. So I want to know how to find these unconscious parts of me that are called complexes. I would like to bring these forth. And the shadow is a complex. Our mother and father are complexes in us. 
we all have all these different complexes. And so bringing forth the shadow and bringing forth what's unconscious slowly but surely brings you to your center. Mm -hmm. It does. It brings you to your center. And then going back to your your website and you wrote, um, uh, our shadow is directly behind the persona. So it's the first step into our unconscious. And so the definition of persona that I got from, from, um, I think it's Maryam Webster, um, the aspect of Summer's character that is uh, presented to or perceived by others in psychology often contrasts with anima. So I've heard about the persona. I never really did my research about it. Um, and I wanted to, and I wanted to help me and the audience, um, to, to understand it, to help me understand it. Um, what exactly? The persona um, is the, our the persona. The persona is our mask. It's what people perceive who we are, but we're so much more than what people see when they first meet us. But everybody needs a persona. I mean, we have to have a persona in order to feel safe. It's like a buffer between us, our fragile ego and the world. And so we have a persona and people see us and they think you're like this. That's how she is, right? But then they really get to know you and they find out all these other parts of you. So it is our outer mask. And that persona is developed in our childhood because we want to be accepted by our peers, by our teachers, by our parents, by our families. We develop a persona and we think that's who we are, but we are not. We are so much more than what we know. Mm -hmm. And our persona is all that we tolerate about ourselves. Those right. are the things that we tolerate about ourselves. And our shadow is everything that is absolutely intolerable. Mm-hmm. Intolerable to the degree that we don't even know about it. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. We, yeah. don't, we don't know our shadow. When people say to me, oh, I know my shadow. I just kind of smile like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. gonna take. It's take a while. It's it's a it's a long, hard, difficult. Um, it's gonna be very dirty. Uh, it's gonna be very. You you get to know yourself as you grow older. And and when you come across people who 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 I think and this this is my side that I get really annoyed of know it alls, where they're like, oh, I understand this, I got it. You know, I'm like, no, you know, you no, you don't. And so when I when I come when I come across, I'm not in a lot of youngin groups. Um, sometimes I get really annoyed easily. That's just me. But when I come across people like you who actually study young, um, oh, it's a breath of air. <laughs> it's, a, it's like I love your, being in your group as well because I learned so much in comparison to the popular um, youngin groups. And um, well, you know why you do? Because I break it down to how do we experience this in our everyday life? Right. Because you can hear people that talk about theory. And all they do is talk about theory. You don't hear them talk about how they're actually experiencing this. They're not sharing from their vulnerability of how it actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, how this kind of thing happened. I ha- I'm going to tell you all one story because it's so cool. And I was working as a graphic designer and I had a business of my own. And a really, really good friend of mine that I'd started working with when we were in our 20s. He moved to Florida, and when he moved to Florida, we all became Apple. We all started u- using an Apple computer, but they didn't have, you know, where he was, he was still using a drafting table and paste-up boards and whatever. 
So when he came back to Houston, he was like at a loss because nobody would hire him without any graphic design ability on a computer. And I told him, I said, I have three computers and Trish and I were working together at the time. And we, we had a lot of work from Exxon Chemical and several other big companies. And so we told him he could work with us because he was a super good illustrator. And we, I said, I have an, an extra computer and I have books on training. You can train yourself how to use the computer. And I'm here if you have a question and mm-hmm. we'll let you work with us. Well, he started working with us and I would give him work. And sometimes he would do it wrong and I would just have to fix it for him. And this went on for a year. But after about a year, I couldn't stand him anymore because I would tell him what to do. I would explain to him how to do it and he would forget and then he would do it wrong. And then I'd have be in a hurry and I'd have to fix it. And I was getting more and more and more irritated because I was trying to be my Libra self and be nice and patient. And, and <laughs> Ryan, yeah. like here, I'm explaining to you how to do it. Here's how you do it. Please write it down. Uh, and he one day he did something wrong and I'd had it. And he walked in and I said, I don't want to work with you anymore. Just like that. I and, like that. <laughs> and he, yeah. Go ahead. He was shocked. And yeah. he, because I have been so nice. <laughs> yeah. And um, he said, well, what happened? And I said, you do so many things wrong and I have to fix them for you. And I'm just so tired of it. And, you know, it's like you're all chaotic and you're, you know, Anyway, I put him down and I said, we just can't work together, Richard. I mean, I'm sorry. And he left and I felt really bad, but I was tired of it. Right. Well, the next day, one of my Macs went down and I called my my teacher or not my teacher, but my um, computer expert helper, Patrick. And I called him and I said, Patrick, my CI is down and this and this and this. And he said, okay, Rebecca, I'm going to tell you, but this time. Would you please write it down? (laughs) This happened the very next day. I had goosebumps all over my arms. I had been projecting all of my chaotic, confused, uh, not paying attention. I had been projecting all of that onto Richard. And the more I projected onto him, the more he was doing it. Mm. And my body... I immediately felt the forgiveness in my body and I felt like, wow, the forgiveness was immediate. It was immediate. All that negative energy, all of that, I can't stand him. All that repulsiveness was gone, gone. Mm -hmm. I called him and I said, would you please come over? I think we need to talk about this and solve it in a different way. And he came over and I told him, I've been projecting because I had already started learning about the shadow. So if you start learning about the shadow, get ready because the unconscious is going to give you situations. The unconscious will give you situations where you will start to integrate your shadow. Mm -hmm. And you will, if you're sincere, and that's why the alchemist said, you have to be very sincere when you undertake this work of going into the prima materia, because it is a sacred task to become our whole self. Mm -hmm. And he came and we solved it. But I'll never forget these experiences because they change you. Right. And that's that's what's lacking in the Jungian groups to me. You think so? There's nobody talking about how they live it. 
there's nobody talking about how do you how do you integrate this? How do you make this part of your everyday life? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying nobody because of co- of course there's a few people that are doing that and that and that do have discussions. I like the discussions. You know, when people right. get in there, they start having discussions. But yes, I you know I'm dedicated to bringing this information out so that people can have better relationships with everyone, but with themselves especially mm-hmm. with themselves. And, and uh, uh, just like just you said, like doing, doing, yeah. yeah. Like, like doing shadow work requires us to be ruthlessly honest with ourselves. Yeah. And that's what you wrote on your, on your website. And it's, it's true. I mean, a lot of these, these I'm not saying all of them, just like you said, I think there, there's some, but majority of the people in young and group, in my personal opinion, they're so, um, they think young in terms like, uh, when they were car young, it's towards other people. Does that make sense? Like a lot of these self self help books that you come across in Barnes and Nobles and stuff like that, everybody is the problem, but not you. Whereas <laughs> with you, you, what you teaches us is you're the problem, and you yes, need to fix yourself before <laughs> before you yeah before you deal with the relationship outside. And I agree with that. I hate to admit that. I really do. It's I, I was like, wait a minute, I'm wrong. How dare you? But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? She's right. <laughs> so, you know, she's right. And that's allowing myself uh, to realize that I'm just like everybody else. I'm in the collective and I have to operate within the collective. And the only way to be 100 um, percent Boone is to work within myself and try to be a better person, not only to. Uh, society and my family, my husband, my baby, but to myself as well. It will make life more smooth. <laughs> for well, me. you depotentiate a lot of the complexes that you have when you're willing to do this inner work. And the unconscious will take the same attitude towards you that you take towards it. And I'm using the word unconscious as synonymous with self and soul. Mm-hmm. Because that is the guiding principle inside of all of us that knows who we actually are and who we are becoming. We are becoming who we are. We don't know all of ourselves. That's mm-hmm. why that's why they say they said at the temple of Delphi, know thyself and nothing in excess. Right. Two very wise statements mm-hmm. that can help us now. You know? Yep. And the fact that we are willing to do the work, the unconscious will help you. Your unconscious will start helping you if you t- pay attention to your dreams and the synchronicities and the people that repeat in your life. And instead of saying, I'm a victim here, instead of saying it like that or seeing, you know, they did that to me, instead going inside and saying, what does that mean? Hmm. I definitely agree. I strongly agree. If I could applaud, I can't. By the way, I told Rebecca in the beginning I can't because my my arm is messed up. So I'm holding my microphone. But feel that the, right there. Feel how that softens your entire energy field. It does. How, what does it mean? What does the universe want from me from this experience? Even if it's painful and it hurts and you cry and you feel your feelings. I'm not saying deny your feelings. Feel your feelings. Write in a journal. This hurt me. Okay. What does it mean? What does the universe want from me from this? And then let the universe tell you because the thing, if you ask, it'll come. You might see a billboard. 
You can be driving down the street on the way to a client and there's a truck in front of you and it's a white truck and you're going into a hospital, a place of healing, and the truck says on the back of the truck, it's time to draw the line. Mm -hmm. That that happened to me. You know, these things happen to you when you're doing this work and you feel connected to the cosmos. That's when you know we're connected to the cosmos. And that's why when they ask you, do you believe in astrology? Do you believe we're connected to the cosmos? Yes, because it's, astrology is just an ancient psychology that, that erupted in every civilization before we had computers and internet. It was in China. It was in, in Egypt. It was in Babylon. You know, it started in Babylonia and Chaldea, the Chaldeans were the first that had any of that in their history. So people on all different parts of the globe, why? And that's why Jung says we're connected by the collective unconscious, by these archetypes. And all the symbols are every planet is an archetype. And, right. the ar- and an archetype is just a simple term that means that it is the same in everyone. Like we all have a Mars. We all have a need to take action, right? We all have a a male side. We all have a Venus, a a part of us that receives and that wants to be affectionate and give love. That's different from our moon. Our moon is our mothering instinct. That's different from the Venus, the Hetara, the, um, the sexy Aphrodite part of us. Mm -hmm. when you're being your venus you're not being your moon your moon is the mother it's the big tit you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly and and when we're being our saturn you know i do a consultation just on saturn where we feel inadequate everybody feels inadequate we all have a place in our life where we feel where we're not good enough that we have to work harder at and that is becomes our gold later it's G-O-L-D, our gold. And that is the part of us that really loves us. When we can love our Saturn and all the different parts of us, we start to really love others. Right. Because you, you can't love others until you really love yourself. Exactly. And, and that's the issue that I have with self-help books. It's everybody, I'm sorry to cuss, everybody's the fucking problem, but not myself. And that's, that's, that's pretty much what, what, in like you said, the American society, it's, it's just. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are seeing everyone is narcissistic now. Everybody's <laughs> a narcissistic psychopath. And I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? We are all. Everybody has. Exactly. There's a time in our ego development where we needed to be a narcissist when we were little. And we just because we're older doesn't mean we have left that developmental stage. It's still there. Everything in the psyche is still there. So we can revert to a two-year-old in the, in the drop of a hat if somebody triggers a complex. Right. You know, you can be calm and collected and just, you know, and I've studied this for 30 years, okay? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden something can happen and I can be 13 again. So right. I know that even though you do the work and you keep doing the work, you start to depotentiate these things to where you hopefully can start to respond instead of react. But right. don't beat your, but don't beat yourself up when you react. It just means that triggered a complex. Okay, what does it mean? Go to the pen and paper. I go to journal. I go to my journal. I have two boxes of journals. 
you know, before we continue, um, Rebecca, are you really going to start a podcast pretty soon? I mean, that I mean, you can. I mean, that will be a very interesting podcast, especially yes. when it comes to like, astrology. Yes, I I am with a friend of mine. She she has uh, came to my meetup groups. I was teaching meetup groups here, um, helping people own their shadow and looking at their seventh house. I've always brought astrology into it, even though people have said to me, "Why don't you just teach shadow and leave seventh house and astrology out of it?" I said, "Why? It's the truth." Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave something out that I know would actually benefit people just because some people think it isn't good, mm-hmm. you know. You're right. You know, and so I do. But it, but at any rate, she came to my meetup group in 2013, and she consistently comes and makes comments. And she has been she's been very consistent. I've had I've given her a few readings, consultations, and so I asked her. Uh, if she wanted to do it with me, because I'm a Libra, I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah, yeah. So, like with, with Libras, I mean, it, it, like my sister, she's the same way. Um, the, every time I come across my Libra friends, when they start their own podcast, when they're by themselves, they don't like it. <laughs> they, they admit it. But I'm, 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 I'm a Leo. I'm like, I could just talk, 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 talk by myself. But with Libras, what I noticed about you guys is that you guys like partnership. We do. You know, we like, we yeah. like to bounce ideas off of other people because, you know, the truth is when you when you talk, I learn something, too. Mm-hmm. I do, because you're you and you have you're bringing your own thoughts and your own ideas. And so we both get to learn from each other. It's not just like you're the big teacher. No, I want to have a dialogue with people that just come and talk about how they're using shadow work in their life. Mm hmm. And so we're going to call it Imagine a World Where Everyone Owned Their Own Shadow. Mm-hmm. Everybody will be more happier. <laughs> and it's just like living your complete self and then at, dealing with the persona, stuff like that. I think um, to going back to Kari Young, um, I, I believe I watched a documentary on him about dreams. I, I, the one that you mentioned the book uh, where he is like an autobiography about himself and he talks about the persona. I don't know where this took place but there is a festival uh i believe is is, is a oh, european yes. yeah yeah they wear yeah they wear masks yes. yes yeah they wear masks to like a, like a persona um with me i'm more like a clown <laughs> so it's like my face that's what i do i like to i have a, a, a sense of humor and that's my way of of hiding everything else behind my myself it's like if you can just picture um, us standing and there's like multiple us behind us as well so the the person in the front that you show to the world that's your persona yeah, persona yeah and then so with me i like to have a very happy face um i like to like conceal all the pain and depression right behind me and so that's what i do but the thing is is that i'm openly i'm being vertible if that makes sense i well, never used vulnerable. to be that You're yeah being more vulnerable yeah yeah and so I'm exposing myself. I'm, I'm I'm taking my mask off slowly, and um, it 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 of course it causes a lot of friendship loss and things like that. But I accept that. It's not that they're the problem. It's not like the people the people around me are not the issue. It's myself. And I think I talked to my friend Mary about this, and she said something along the line of, you know, I lost a lot of people. It really hurt me. But at the same time, with me, I'm the total opposite. It taught me something about myself. And so I take that experience now. I don't complain anymore like I used to. I don't say I'm the victim like I used to. I'm more like, well, you know, I'm growing. And it's not their fault. It's not my fault. It's just that's human beings. That's what we do to um, 
get to know not only ourselves but to grow you know and we're all little plants we're all getting watered by wisdom you know every single day and so we grow and um you know with you rebecca i really admired your communication does that make sense it's like i want to be like that too like i can never express myself as clear and concise as I want to be. And let me tell you like a little bit story as well. So I was having an issue with communication, especially when you're podcasting, you have to be direct and you have to be careful with your words sometimes because people use that against you. And I just have issues with communication. I'm not really good at it. Um, People say I I am, but what I'm trying to say, I never get to the point. So I was driving on the freeway to, to go to work and I saw a raven now i keep seeing the raven over and over again so i looked it up i said okay i don't know what a raven means i'm just gonna look up the symbol the raven means communication speak from your heart mm. and and so and then the and then the night before that i had a dream that a raven was so into my heart wow if that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. and so that that's I'm, just like you said you talk about like seeing trucks and stuff like that like it's a signal from the universe telling you something. And so now I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is fascinating to me. And so I keep seeing ravens everywhere. And it's just, I have a raven, <laughs> a little raven bird on near my my microphone. It's pretty much to speak from your heart. Like I I, I don't um, like w- w- issue with podcasting. I always try to like sound smart and stuff like that. But when you speak from your heart and truthfully and openly, podcasting is so fun. And so that's what I learned so far and that experience and a lot of synchronicity happening lately. So, and the more the synchronicities happen, the more, you know, the more you feel a a simpatico or a connection to the divine, Mm -hmm. you do, you know, I was speaking of ravens, that's a bird that's come to me as well. And I was in, um, on the way to California with my boyfriend and we stopped at the Grand Canyon and it was freezing cold. There was nothing out. We were the only people standing there at the Grand Canyon looking at everything. And way, way far away, there was a huge bird. And I saw the bird and I went, look at that bird. And he came directly and came to our feet. And it was a raven. Wow. And I was on the way to to Hawaii to start writing my book. So my boyfriend was driving me to California so that I could leave uh, and go take have my car shipped from San Francisco to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in Hawaii three months and then I came back. Um, but that ex- that's one of those experiences, you know. So the same thing, when you start to see it everywhere, those things are uh, collective symbols. They're symbols mm-hmm. that are that are meaningful. And when they come to you, it's it's really cool. So I yes. love that I love that you have that story because I could relate to it as well. And um, I, like I said, you and I are a lot alike. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are a lot alike. I mean, when I saw it on paper, I was like, "Wow!" It's like, "Hey, I met my my younger twin," <laughs> and that's that's pretty much what what I feel with you the, the connection as well. And so, with me, it's like a spiritual connection as well. And to finally have somebody to that understands me. It's very rare. I think it was like you and my sister is probably the only one that like, oh, I get it. You know, Boone's just being Boone. And so um, the, the thing, the amazing thing is, is that I I, I have been um, seeing a lot of uh, blue jays as well. So I see a lot of foxes. I see a lot of dogs. I see a lot of numbers as well. So I, I see a lot of 777, a lot of 111. So it's like repeating numbers over and over again. And so I'm, I usually 
I just ignore it because I'm like, okay, I'm crazy. But now that I'm starting to pay attention to it, to it, my life has gotten a lot better because I'm starting to listen to listening to the universal. I mean, the universe symbols and 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 messages to me for me to kind of understand within myself as well. And the raven is just like it's a, it's just like a dream that I I keep constantly having dreams about raven, and it's well, the um, unconscious is trying to is giving you a message. Mm-hmm. It's telling you. Like, is giving you a message, and you know Leo is ruled by the the heart is Leo. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. part of the, that part of the physical body is the Leo part, right? It's the open heart, mm-hmm. and um, to to have that and and to to be able to like express myself more and more, and to get it right, I know that I'm not perfect. Uh, when it you comes know, to talking, you want to hear who's speaking when you say that? It's your Mercury. Is that my? It's your Mercury. It's my Mercury. Uh-huh, your Mercury's in Virgo. It's a yeah. It's, so, so it's so Mercury in Virgo is like, oh my God, I could have said it different. I should have said it like this. And it's a constant denigration, and it's something you've been doing for many lifetimes mm-hmm. because your South Node is conjunct in Mer- in Virgo as well. And so that tells me that your your North Node, which is Pisces, is to to let go, mm-hmm. to let go and to let the universe take over and to recognize that you're not in charge, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you're yeah. not, that you're not in charge, that you're, you know, that that compulsion to be perfect is uh, holding you back from your true self. And it, it's important that you don't completely get rid of it. You don't ever get rid of anything. You use that anal- that capacity for analysis, that really good capacity to, to see details and, and to recognize um, all the different parts that are connected and then to let go, to mm-hmm. let go, let the universe take over. You're, you surrender to a flow. The more and more you surrender to a flow, the less that Mercury and Virgo is going to hang you up and tell you you're not good enough. <laughs> right. Right. So, I, also teach, I also teach people to make themselves a self-hypnosis tape. Oh, wow. Make a self-hypnosis tape of positive affirmations about yourself in the present, like the things that you want to have happen, the things that you want to see in your consciousness. You make a, a you know, like a script of yourself and then you play it at night before you go to bed on your earphones and just play it, you know, and after 30 days, you'll start talking to yourself like that. You'll mm-hmm. start talking to yourself in those ways. And though, you know, that's another thing along the way that I taught myself to do. Right. And you guys have to remember, man, it's like, she's been doing this for years, decades. So she knows what she's talking about. So, um, so to, to, I, to read your article, um, if the um our shadow dance partner uh the the article that you wrote i love the fact that you wrote unconscious two centers of consciousness and then so you have like a subheading called the undeveloped potential i love that i just had to i i thought about it the other other day i'm like you know what's my potential i'm, I'm not allowing myself to be myself so you wrote that um so our shadow self is what the alchemist called our goal because these are parts of us we badly need when, when added to our personality, they would round us where we might be lopsided or have blind spots. An example of that would be a lazy people as something we abhor. 
we all have a tendency to see opposites as negative, something we would not want to be ending like. Workaholics commonly will find people to live out their much-needed but so-called lazy side. If it's a repeating, the universe is saying loud and clear to consciously develop some of the opposite of workaholics that we judge as lazy, relax, slow, uh, slow down, work less, take a break. Ask for what you want if you need help. Communi communicate. Give the other person a way to help you out and meet you halfway. Totally agree with that. That's that's in regard to relationship, but that can be um, as an individual as well. So like me, I get annoyed really easily. I can't uh, I can't stand like people who are like uh, like desks. I like I'm a very um, my desk is very organized. So every time like like my husband, his desk is just ugh. I, I can't do it. <laughs> and so I see this about myself. And so like your total opposite. It's like the unity of opposites. Yes. Basically. Yeah. And so, the, you know, and the more you kind of let go and not, not be quite so critical or picky about everything, the more organized he'll become. <laughs> yeah. because, because this is working on the unconscious level between both people. Mm -hmm. It's really remarkable. And it's special. It's especially fun if you can talk about it to each other. Yeah. I mean, to, to talk about it consciously. I mean, we're moving into the Aquarian age. And that's about objectivity and freedom to be and to look at all these different opposites and see the parts of us that, wow, we need that part. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We do. And I need that part for sure to um, balance everything. So we're going to wrap it up. And okay. so, Rebecca, how the last thing, this is what I always ask my first guest. I'm pretty sure you're going to make it like a more appearance. What wisdom that you want to share that you have learned throughout your existence? What have you learned? I would say that the most important thing I've learned, and I, I had to come at it, the universe had to kick me in the ass <laughs> over and over and over for me to get this. And that is to be willing to meet people halfway. And if they're not willing to meet you the other half of the way, Turn around and walk away as if your life depended on it, because it does. Mm -hmm. If you try and try and try and try and try to beat your head up against the wall because you want something, it's not for you. You have to turn around and walk away and know that there's something more. There's something better. There's something else happening that you don't know about. There's a reason. And so because I had kind of an obsessive character, I would fall in love with people and then they were it. I mean, right. I, did, I did that to myself for years to where nobody, I wouldn't even look at other people because that it had to be that person and that's all. Well, I know a lot of people are like that. And then you cut yourself off. You cut yourself off from actually being in relationship with other people. So give yourself a chance to really accept that the universe has your back, that mm -hmm. it really is benevolent and that it wants for you wholeness. And if that's not happening, there's another door. There's going to be something else that's going to open up for you. Mm -hmm. So it's trusting the, trusting the universe. Right. When and you take it from me, guys, you know, I can't let it go. <laughs> I want to control and, you know, let that it go. Is, well, it's hard. I mean, look, look how many years it's taken me to get to this place. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm glad I'm getting it before I leave. I, I, not, I saw people like in my parents 
situation in their late nineties and stuff. And they were still stuck. Mm -hmm. They were still stuck. And I'm like, I'm glad that this stuff is getting clearer. The more I'm willing to do this inner work, the more I'm willing to be open to letting the universe take over, the happier I'm getting. I can Mm -hmm. honestly say I'm happier now than I've ever been in my life. That's wonderful to hear. And that's the goal that everybody uh, should strive for. You know, and I, look, we're, we're, we're not saying you're going to get this overnight. Just like you said, it's going to be, it's going to be ruthlessly honest, being ruthlessly honest with yourself. And, I don't, and, tr- and trust me, when I was younger, I made a lot of money. I had really big clients and I would mm-hmm. make a ton of money. I worked with Exxon for 13 years mm-hmm. as a graphic designer and I would go to the shopping malls and close them down on Saturday night and spend $500 because I was so depressed. But the mm. clothes made me feel like in the shopping and buying things made me feel happy. Mm-hmm. And so that was like my persona, my mask was look how look how successful I am, blah, 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 blah. But inside I was dying. It wasn't until I started doing all this work on myself that all that stuff didn't matter anymore. That all, you know, yes, you need to have a, you know, I have a house, I have a four bedroom house, I have a hot tub, I have a lot, I drive a Lexus, I have really nice things, but it's not about when I was striving for all of that, if I had, uh, over the years, if I had recognized that those things that I thought were so important were all outer, they were all outer things, but the inner world is where we really have peace. The inner world and developing a relationship with our inner world is what will really help us be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a second half of life thing, but I think more people that are young like you all are coming into that awareness now. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, I Mm -hmm. think that more younger people are starting to come into that awareness that it's inner things that are more important than outer things. Um, although outer things, of course, you know, I don't, when people say, well, I don't ever want to have whatever baloney, you need everything about, it's all about balance. Right. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to balance. But yes, if, if the one important thing would be to meet people halfway, meet them halfway. Mm -hmm. And the other thing would be to, to know the universe has your back. Mm Mm-hmm. I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Rebecca. So where can we, we find your information? Um, I'm going to link it, but um, are you going to have your podcast up and is it up and running already? We're going to start in January. In January? Yeah. New year. start in January and we're going to invite anybody to come on and just talk to us about <laughs> their life and their yep. shadow. And uh, right now, the entire month of December, my webinar again is just fifty dollars for the six modules, and my consultations are one seventy five. Um, I have that until tomorrow. Um, the twenty fourth is when I cut that off, and then after that, they're two fifty each. But you get an hour. You also get the psychological horoscope analysis report by Liz Green, and she is the world's most famous astrologer. I sell those on my website, so if you can't afford anything at all, at least get that. Uh, she, her report is how I got into, uh, my shadow in the first place. I didn't even know what that was. Uh, so those are the three things I offer people. And there's lots of free videos on my YouTube channel and there's lots of articles and I will have the 
the podcast so you can come in and talk about your shadow. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of live shows. She likes doing all that stuff, doing live shows and stuff, which is really interesting. I watch it. Um, I'm not a camera person, even though I'm a Leo. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so, like it. I didn't like it. You don't? You don't I like the you, uh, live? No. I didn't like being alone talking to a computer. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Well, I, I, I personally can do it. But with me, I don't like being on camera because I like get ready and stuff like that. Like right now, I'm in my PJs. <laughs> so... And, and so um, I, I like doing. Um, I'm in know. my jogging pants and I'm all dirty <laughs> and I'm going to go clean the hot tub out and then I'm going to dye my hair. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Leo side coming out. We're like, oh, we have to look fabulous today. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Rebecca, this is a compliment. You are like the female version of Terrence McKenna. <laughs> so Terrence McKenna is, is just one of my person that I look up to and, and, and every. You just, I don't know why. You just remind me of Terrence McKenna. So you're always welcome to come back. You're, you're, you're officially in my little bubble. And uh, yes, I'm going to link her information down below. So as always, guys, stay far out. Bye.